Welcome, my friends. It's been some time. Some time for me. Not sure how it feels for you, but for me, I felt as though I was in that darkness, that shadowy sleep space, for some time. I don't know how much time. I don't know what kind of time. But sometime, sometime indeed. But we're here now. You're here now. Which means that I too am here now to greet you. So, welcome. You find me tonight in your castle once again, as you always will. That is, until I decide to change everything, which I often do, and with little notice. But tonight we are where we have been for the last four visits. We are in your castle. You walked down a long and dark corridor to get here. I don't know what it was like before you found me. But I hope it was a peaceful walk no matter how dark the corridor. You walked through it, and there was silence until... A foggy kind of music, far away. You might have known then that you were on the right track, as a little lantern appeared with a dim, fading flame within it, revealing cobwebs, revealing curtains so dusty that their green velvet appeared black, hanging over windows that have drawn curtains on the other side, and so they reveal very little about where you are. As the music grows closer, or rather as you grow closer to it, the place looks cleaner, the light warmer, the curtains a little less neglected, they are a lovely shade of green, the color of the forest. Someone has hung little fairy lights from the ceiling, twinkling here and there. Perhaps real fireflies, in their calm and gentle flickering, more like ebbing and flowing. A little end table, sometimes a little chair or settee, a footstool. Wallpaper comes into view, a pretty gold damask pattern. Do you think this hallway will end? Maybe you don't want it to, because now it's quite pleasant. The smell of floral perfume and stale popcorn. Occasionally you think you hear a little whisper pass you by, 
maybe a few voices all at once, as if hushed tones are rushing by you to make it to whatever it is this corridor leads to. They are eager and friendly, as I imagine that you are here too, so don't be afraid of the voices. Just voices. Rushing to... The The show. The show? What show? You turn around to hear who whispered this to you, but no one is there. You can't see anyone anyway. But a breeze blows by you that feels somehow like several different people. All with my voice. All with my whisper. They go past you, down the corridor, further down. So why not turn around quickly to follow them? Ah. A door. There it is. There is a large door with a little round window in it. And on it, there is a note written, left behind at some point for me by a friendly spirit here. A question. What do you like the most about yourself? (laughs) What an interesting question. What a beautiful little question. But it must wait. The show is beginning. Come on in with me. There is a huge audience area before us. Hundreds of velvet seats all facing in one direction. All facing a stage with a huge and heavy velvet curtain. All of the seats appear to be empty. We seem to be the only ones here. I think. It doesn't feel that way, though, does it? It feels like there are others here. Maybe it's those whispers still ever buzzing all about. You hear them too, right? Maybe it's just the feeling, the knowing. After all, you can't see me, can you? I'm not really here. I've left behind a form. This is your castle, but you can still hear me here as we walk it together, right? Come to think of it, though, I... I can't really see you, either. I just... No, you're here. I never really thought of that. I can't see you. So it follows logically that this entire auditorium, theater, whatever it is, could be filled with... I don't know how many. It probably is. In fact, I'm sure it is. I wonder what this show is. 
You see, I'm focusing on surrender and not being so wrapped up in control. You know this, but as a result, I think this theater just manifested. Because I have come to learn, I've come to listen, to watch, to enjoy. I don't know what this show will be, but I think, I think it will be things I like. A spirit asked me what I like the most about myself. But I don't know all that much about myself, really. Not anymore. I used to think I did, but now. Now I feel it's a lot more complicated than that. Than personality, or role, or identity. It's complicated. But let's explore the idea nonetheless. Where shall we sit? Perfect. Ah. The lights are dimming. The curtain is parting. And behind it there is a large screen. With nothing on it. No projector. No cinematograph. Nothing is working to shine images made of light on the screen. Nothing. Can you see anything on it? It's strange, but I can hear the audience around me making some noise. Many voices shout their distaste, their disappointment at seeing nothing. A few are laughing a little. Some are gasping, some are crying. Some are screaming in horror every now and then. It's as though many different people are watching many different movies all at once. But most of them certainly see nothing, like you and I. Yet. Don't grow impatient. Don't rant and rail at the screen just yet. Don't leave just yet. Sit and focus. Focus your breath on the center of your chest. Breathe into that spot. And breathe out of it, too. What do you see now? I think it's, well, for me anyway, it's the outside of this castle. From a high and distant place. As though a little bird were watching it from a great distance, calmly, on a tree branch. It flies through, and the camera, that is we, follow it. First towards the huge wooden doors we first entered from. A panel on one side engraved with the images of a dark creature with wings. The other side engraved with the images of a growing earth beast of some kind. And over the door, a panel of wood with scratch marks across it. Crude and clumsy, but a start to a third story. 
The doors open and the bird, that is we along with the camera, follow it inside. To a golden temple with a huge fire lit within. A fire that grows and shrinks, pulses, and illuminates countless faces all gathered around it. Faces that fade in and out with its light. The bird rests here for a moment before we follow it. Flying out and out and out to a room decked in blue, made for tears. Blue light and gentle music only. A solitary place. Lovely in a very different way. The bird rests here for a moment. We follow it out again to several different rooms. In and out, in and out, rooms for writing, for making music, for recording, for editing, and finally, for resting among the night sky and the moon and the stars. In some of these rooms there is a writer girl and a ghostly boy, but we will ignore them for now. We follow the bird through all of these to a green and peaceful courtyard, into a stone stairwell that opens up in the grass, down and down to a museum full of statues. We linger and look at them once more, the bird tilting its head swiftly back and forth as it tries to determine whether the statues are living things or facsimiles. The bird finds its way through a secret passage to a corridor. From cobwebbed halls to pleasantly perfumed walls, popcorn and settees and all of it. To the door with the little round window. Through the door. And now, on the screen, through the eyes of the bird we thought we were following on the film, we see an audience of a theater. Much like this one, this empty one we're in now. But this one on the screen through the eyes of the bird is absolutely full. Full of things. Full of what I suppose are souls, spirits, ghosts. But they're not quite human no, no, not quite. For they are extremely colorful and lit up as if from within. Everyone in every seat. Some sport expressions of anger, some of excitement, sorrow, joy, bitterness, sweetness, playfulness. Anything, anything at all, it is all here. Some have razor-sharp antlers, some rows of fangs, some horrid bloody claws, some empty eyes, and I wonder which one is me. How would I know? Hmm. Well, what do I know about me? I like my imagination. 
I like that I believe people are more than what they appear to be in one realm. I like that I believe there is possibly a place or a way of breathing or an experience of sorts where we can exist beyond the shackles of what we think we are in that one realm. I like that I believe we can meet each other in this other place, even if we don't always realize we're doing it. So, let's see. I'm going to try to wave and see if I see myself on the screen. Who looks like an imaginative little creature here, waving an arm about? I can't tell. It's too chaotic. There's too much going on. Creatures are standing and dancing, fighting, screaming, laughing on the screen. And I can't see any single one waving back at me. Well, what else do I know? I know that I like my self-awareness. I like that I am eager to find places in myself where there is a tension or a contradiction. And I am interested in analyzing it. I am currently resisting the urge to always fix it exactly. But instead I want to know it. Understand it. And perhaps not take it so seriously. The part of me that is the busy, noisy, chaotic part of my mind. It brings me a good deal of frustration and suffering, often. But I love it even so, as it moves so quickly as to keep me safe, to keep me happy. It tries very hard to make me happy, even if it knows it cannot be the source of my happiness. But in the looking, it finds opportunity, resourcefulness. It paves roads for itself to make space for that joy, that questioning, that answering. So perhaps I must look for someone in the audience who is looking at the screen with equal intensity, with equal inquiry. But many are. There are many souls here, some with the largest and brightest eyes, some with the smartest and cleverest gazes. Some have notepads, some are scribbling in them, some are recording themselves saying a little memo in observation. Well, is there anything else I know? I know that I am constantly proving myself wrong and defying my expectations. Sometimes I behave in a way that is completely surprising to even myself. And sometimes I look at someone else, or something else, anything, really, and I see the same fire in that as there is in me. And I understand that all these things... Imagination, intelligence, creativity, resourcefulness, drive, ambition, longing, loneliness. All the things that I think make me, me. But are really such a small thread in an absolutely enormous tapestry. That's unfathomably ancient and yet ever being woven. I realize that all these things are the tiny, 
microscopic fibers making up that single thread. Important. Essential. Necessarily part of the whole thing. But little, little things compared to the bigger thing. The only thing. The most powerful of all these existing here, encompassing every soul in every audience seat. And yet also encompassed within each of them, too. And that thing can only be described as Ah, the lights have all gone out. At first you hear the shrieks of the other souls all around us, some complaining angrily, others frightened, absolutely horrified by the darkness. You know, I always loved the moment in the crowded theater where everything is completely dark, because you get to be alone in a room full of people. You are safely nestled within hundreds of other souls. You get to just enjoy being with them with no obligation to present yourself, to discuss yourself, to prove yourself. You are all just there, waiting to share an experience of watching something, of enjoying something. It is a nice moment. An often forgotten moment. I used to love it so much that when the lights came up on the action of the stage, or when the movie appeared, or the band made its entrance, whatever was going on, whatever I was spectating, I still felt a little disappointed. Disappointed that the darkness and the silence was gone. But then, glad to be excited by something new and very much in the light. Who's that? Oh, it's me. That's why we can't see the source of the voice. It's me, isn't it? Some version of me. A gentle version, I hope, up on the stage. Everyone else in the audience is completely silent. So silent, in fact, that they're either all gone, or they've managed to bring their attention to this one point, this one voice, like a lighthouse on a lake. We're all fixed on it. Why? I had trouble answering the question, what do I like most about myself, in a story. So I wrote a little song. But the fact is, what I like most about me is what I like most about everyone. About all of us, as a whole. Isn't that really what it all is? Isn't that what it's all about? Anyway, I think the song does a better job of explaining it. I like my tricky little heart. It cries when we're together. 
even more when we're apart. And I like the way it wants to make a place like this for you and I to play. To stay a while and make a smile and miss each other when we go away. I like my funny little brain. How foolish and how selfish in its striving to attain. And I like the way it wants to make a place like this where what I want's contained. In rooms and rooms and ancient tombs, so longing need no longer be restrained. I like my lovely little soul, remembering amid the drama it's already whole. And I like the way it wants to make a place like this, a castle such as this, a place like this that anyone can make, has made to stay a while and make a smile. In rooms and rooms and ancient tombs, this castle kind of always stays the same. I like the way I want to make this place. A light shines again on the screen the lights flickering like in an old silent movie, as a text in elegant black lettering appears, like a caption in a silent film, set against the sepia-shaded backdrop. And it's another note, from the same spirit who asked the first question. That same spirit asks another. Are you more in love with love now, or when you were young? I don't know if it's asking me specifically, or this entire audience, but since I can neither see nor hear anyone else in the audience, I only have my own answer. I can't help but feel that these two questions are linked somehow. Of course they are. I take a deep breath in and close my eyes and I feel something forming in my hand, round and smooth and hard like a stone, growing warmer in my palm. I cannot see my palm, of course, but I see what is there. 
I sit in a seat in this theater and I look at a tiny little marble. And inside the glass of that marble I see tiny little red seats and a screen with the question, Are you more in love with love now or when you were younger? And on one little seat in there, I spy something shining, floating, as if held by an invisible palm. A little tiny glass marble. And I narrow my eyes so that I can see what that tiny marble within the marble shows. Lo and behold, in it a tiny little theater as well. A little screen with the question, are you more in love with love now or when you were younger? And as I realize that it will never end, I look up at the ceiling. And I can't see anything. It's just a black sky. Just emptiness. Maybe no ceiling at all, even. Just emptiness, just black space. But I see something shimmering. An eye. The glint of a very large eye. Or something glass, maybe. I have the distinct feeling of being watched. But rather than be afraid of the giant thing that holds me in its palm and watches me, instead I am comforted. Because I know exactly who it is. Do you? I am being held in a fragile little thing, ever protected ever cared for, ever watched, not with judgment or scrutiny or possessiveness, nothing like that, but just watched, held, loved, literally in love. I feel it now more than ever before in my strange and long life, but Perhaps it isn't a matter of being in love now more than I was back then. At least for me it isn't. Perhaps it's more a matter of becoming aware of it. Ever loving, ever holding, ever falling. There's no going back after seeing something as fathomless as this, is there? Well, if there is and just in case I ever forget. I'll just tuck it away here, within my heart, for when I need to remember. Like my lovely little soul Remembering amid the drama It's already whole And I like the way to make a place like this, a castle such as this, a place like this that anyone can make, has made to stay a while and make us smile in rooms and rooms and ancient tombs. This castle's 
kind of always stays the same. I like the way I want to make this Good movie. Let's go home. Find your room in this castle where you feel you are in a different world. Where are you listening to this? A room? A car? A bus? A bed? Where? Find the room in the castle that looks exactly like that. Open a few doors. Find the one that is the one you left your other self in. See yourself there. Fall in love with the little you that's there. With your tricky heart and your funny brain and your lovely soul. All of its idiosyncrasies and preferences and likes and dislikes. Hold yourself in the palm of your hand like a little marble. Tuck that marble into your heart and rest well tonight. Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for joining me this week for episode 205 of On a Dark Cold Night. Thanks for your patience. I needed to take a week off last week as we were dealing with illness over here in my household. But thankfully, I think we're all on the mend now, and I'm excited to be back in the swing of things. This is Kristen Zaza, of course, your writer, narrator, host, podcaster, composer, etc., I'd like to send a big thank you to patron and listener Kayla Day, who actually submitted both of the questions addressed in this episode. The question of what I like most about myself, and also whether I am more in love with love now than when I was younger. Definitely interesting ones to mull over, and I hope you enjoyed the mulling of them. Thank you very much, Kayla. Speaking of patrons, I would like to send my sincere thanks to two people who became patrons of the show recently on Patreon.com. Big thank yous going out to monthly patrons Hannah Max and to Dan. Thank you so very much for your support, Dan and Hannah Max. It means the world to me. Every monthly patron of $1 US or more receives access to my ever-growing soundtrack, while every monthly patron of $5 US or more gets that and access to a monthly tarot reading video I upload once a month on the evening of the full moon. If you're interested in becoming a monthly supporter, you can learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. We have a full moon coming up on the 10th, which I believe is this Saturday coming up, so it's a great time to join. If you'd prefer to support one time only without those perks, you can donate one or more metaphorical coffees to the show via coffee.com at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And we have t-shirts and hoodies for purchase at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. 
Another great way to support the show is to leave a rating and a review wherever you can, like iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, wherever you like. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, or on my Facebook or YouTube pages called on a dark cold night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. These are great places to give me a shout and ask any questions if you have any for me like Kayla did this week. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a story, send them over via social media, anywhere you like, or on Patreon, Coffee, wherever, and you might hear it answered in an episode coming up. Thanks so much for listening, friends. I hope this one wasn't too meandering, but I'm giving myself permission to meander this season. Next step is to try to do that without apologizing so much, too. Thank you, everyone. Have a great sleep and talk soon. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.